Welcome to QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. This is May. And I'm Joy. For more information about our podcast, monthly newsletter, or author resource series, visit us at QWERTYWritingLife.com. That's QWERTY, spelled Q-W-E-R-T-Y. It's the first six letters on your keyboard. So, are you ready? Grab your tea. Or your coffee. And let's chat. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. And we have made it to season five of Cordy Writing Life Podcast. Congratulations, Joy. Yay, we've made it. <laughs> I'm so proud of us. And <laughs> it, I, I'm proud of us too. Yes, and thank you guys for listening to us for almost five years. So yes, by the end of this, it'll be five years. That's exciting. We hope that you've enjoyed this journey with us. We have enjoyed this journey with you, and we are excited to share all of the things that we're going to talk about. We actually have them all planned already as far as topics and really cool stuff to share with you guys. So, And spoilers, um, it's going to be a pretty amazing season. Just saying. It is such an amazing I'm so I'm, I'm so geeked about every single one of these topics. Uh, and we'll share a little bit of, uh, about that with you at the end of this episode. But we are going to jumpstart this season by uh, talking about how to, no, that's not what we're doing, by okay, talking about. You can say that. <laughs> <laughs> by talking about uh, calibrating your creative purpose. That is correct. That's what we're doing? That is what we're doing. (laughs) You got it. But but before we do that, let's talk about our creative weeks. Joy, what did you do? So this week I am finishing up pulling together a giant application for something very special that will remain a bit of a hush-hush thing. But it's a big deal, and I'm very excited about it. And I hope... That by the time you're watching this episode, I've actually submitted it. That will mean that I've actually gotten it in early, um, which would be a new thing for me. <laughs> I do not want to be like the night before submitting like I typically am. So just hopefully I've made it. And we just celebrated a sweet 16 in our house. Can you believe it? I have a 16-year-old daughter, which is insane. So... That was a little bit more of my past week. <laughs> mm. You have a really cool 16-year-old daughter, too. So, I agree. Um, yeah, well done. Well done there. <laughs> so what about you? <laughs> to Tell both us- of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we survived so far. That's a big deal. <laughs> so tell us about your creative week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have actually started to doing. Um, I've started doing some research on a competition thing that I am going to potentially submit to if I can get everything in and 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 ready on time. Hoping for that, but also something really cool is that I made a commitment to do a collaboration project um, to put narration to a set of songs. So. Um, in between each song, there'll be like a set of, um, of prose that goes in between each one. So that happened. And I had a bit of an epiphany on it and uh, set up a document and everything. I typed out all of the words for, for each of the songs and and listened to them, tried to find the themes of each of the songs and how they're different and that sort of thing. Um, and a good narrative pathway from one to the other. So I think I did it. Uh, and, and I think that all of the preparation is done to where um, both the collaborator and I are able to to write now. 
uh, and get a good draft situated. So it's been it's been a little bit of a busy creative week, but I have enjoyed every moment of it. That's exciting, and that's kind of a new mm-hmm. way to to do creativity. So how exciting! Yeah, it is my first time uh, writing narration in between a set of songs, so yeah. it's a new format for me, and I am really excited to start creating a process for it in case it ever comes up again but it's always good to do something a little bit different every now and again and I think it gets you refreshed for the creative projects that you have currently going on or your normal creative medium as well yeah definitely get those creative Mm -hmm. juices swirling in a different direction Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And somehow, I don't know how, but somehow it does seem to revitalize any kind of monotony that might have been in the regular medium that I that I do. So it also lets me know that I can, like that I can do something different, that I can push in a different direction, that I can try new things and sometimes even succeed in them. So which is very important as well. And that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, are you ready to begin reading? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Good, good. So Joy will give a little bit of a background to how this topic and maybe the next several topics uh, came up. And she's also going to share her own calibration process as well as a book that guided her journey. So this is it's all you, Joy. <laughs> Yay. Okay. No, not really. <laughs> all right. So here we go. Hopefully this is, is going to be helpful for you guys. Recently, I have, like I mentioned, been pulling together documents for the largest submission I've made yet as an author. Uh, one of the required pieces is an artist statement. Total honesty. I had never heard of this magical slip of paper, <laughs> so I hopped on the Google to uncover the mystery of what this thing was. Turns out, I've actually been crafting this since I began this journey seven years ago. Um, And as I shared my findings with May, because we were talking about this, we talked about how and why our purpose changes over the years. So I have to take a quick sidebar here and explain why we chose this episode's title. Actually, I chose it and I sprung it on May and she very sweetly was like, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) So we had talked about the uh, words um, evolution and adaptation um, when in in relation to an author and his or her purpose. But we're very big fans of synonyms. So in the process of my thesaurus wanderings, I came upon calibrate and it grabbed my attention. It's typically used in reference to measurements, right? And calibrating instruments and these kinds of things that go over most writers' heads. But there was just something about the word that struck me, so I had to read all the definitions. Not to be cliche, but here we go to Merriam-Webster, and I'm going to give you two definitions for the word calibrate. To standardize, by determining the deviation from a standard so as to ascertain the proper correction factors. It's one of them. To adjust precisely for a particular function. So the reason that we as creatives have business plans and fundamental standards and reasons why and bios and taglines and artist statements is to determine when we're veering off course and to either guide us back or to help us adjust those things and blaze a new trail on our journey. So 
hence calibrate. Now, since 2016, I have developed all of these things that I just mentioned. Biographies, taglines, a business plan, which included mission statements, statements of intent, all of these things. And I've done this for my author, press, and editing brands. May and I have done similar things for our QWERTY brand. Plus, we developed a system based on personal experiences and study for building fundamental standards to guide us along the way. So if you missed that episode where we talked about it or you just want to go back to it, we'll put that in the show notes, but it's season three, episode 17, where we kind of introduced this concept of fundamental standards. Now, some things for me have stood the test of time untweaked, like my tagline, writing the soul with heart. But others have evolved as I've clarified my focus. So to give an example of such a change, I need to tell you about this great book, Be the Gateway by Dan Blank. And here is a portion of the review that I wrote for it, just so you can kind of get a little taste of what the book is and how it might potentially be helpful for you. Be the Gateway is an action book. Dan Blank challenges creatives to rethink marketing by not focusing on audiences and brands and tactics and best practices. He focuses on experiences over content. He preaches to creatives to do exactly what he practices, build relationships, collaborate, listen, and give. I paused during the reading to take action. So I tried to break my mission statement, rewrite my bio, rethink my narrative. And that was super, super helpful. Um, That's what I'm going to talk to you about. Um, But I highly recommend this book for any creative. It's time to overhaul our marketing strategies and make them about what and who matter, our reasons why we create, and the people who are seeking what we produce. So that's a little about the book. And one of the tools that I reworked as I read this book was my reason why, which May and I first talked about way back in season one, episode 35. We'll link to that one as well in the show notes. So here's how mine changed during the reading of this book. So originally it read like this. I write from my heart to tell tales of the soul in order to inspire people of all ages and leave a literary legacy for my family and for generations of readers to come. So based on Dan's advice in his book, I wrote out some belief statements or what he calls things that resonate in your creative work. And I held that list up to my purpose statement. Uh, My words were hope, legacy, eternity, the best is yet to become, (laughs) identity, and faith. And then I tweaked my purpose ever so slightly and made sure that it captured my entire list and my entire intent. So what I ended up with actually isn't all that different. I'll read the new one. I write from my heart to tell hope-filled tales of the soul that inspire people of all ages and to leave a literary legacy for my family and future reader generations. Now, two of the three changes I made were just simply to like consolidate, clean up, make it less awkward. I did add one word, hope-filled. I felt like anything on my list of belief statements that was missing that brought in together. So what that means that I didn't make a ton of changes was that my fundamental standards continue to drive what I do and haven't really changed. This calibration also enabled me to go deeper with my purpose and be more clear when I'm speaking to others about my work. And this is what has really made a big difference in just the past few months for me. So 
Taking Dan's message to heart, I have spent much of this year pondering what I can offer to people who pause their social media scroll to check out one of my posts or who choose to open my Thursday morning emails. With that altered focus and its emphasis on the word experience, I realized I already offered experiences. So that led me to being able to intentionally share about the reader experiences that I was already hosting. Now, when I introduce myself, I include those vital details. And here's what that sounds like. I am an award-winning multi-genre indie author writing the soul with heart through my collection of Southern fiction with Christian roots, nonfiction writings, and fantasy stories. My goal is to provide reader experiences that bring readers and authors together to celebrate clean books. Now, I would not have been able to succinctly condense my creative purpose without the inspiration of Dan's approach to marketing or the calibration of my purpose statements. Yes, and as we discuss uh, this topic, we had a few other questions and observations. And so we're bringing that chat to you here live on air. And then, well, not live for you, but for us it is. <laughs> and then we've got some practical how-tos for you to calibrate your own creative purpose. First, we talked through why our reasons why change over time. And simply put, it has to change because we change as creatives. We as individuals grow and mature and we're just human beings. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, we naturally do that. And it's our process change. It's our, our goals change. And, and then we create. And why we create may also change as well. Sometimes even what we create. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And when we calibrate our purpose, our approach to creativity shifts. As a personal example, I learned more about and came to embrace the community and experience aspect of marketing. That's the, he calls it human-centered approach to marketing um, that Dan Blank expounds on in his book, Be the Gateway. And in this way, I married the creative with the marketing aspects. So I no longer think of marketing, um, at least how I do it on the daily as non-creative or as completely separate from my creativity. Um, I think of them more as a unit now. So whenever I post on social media or I, wrote, I write my newsletters or I prepare for speaking engagements, I'm thinking about what I have to offer my community. What do my followers need or want? How can I give them that? So that's a little bit of how my approach to my creativity shifted because of this calibration of my purpose. Right. Right. And finally, uh, once we recognize these shifts in ourselves and as, as creatives, we may also alter our definition of success. This was one of my favorite parts of our conversation when we were brainstorming this topic, Joy, was our definition of success. So mm -hmm. instead of success being stated with a monetary value, perhaps, just perhaps, we express it in terms of personal interactions with fans. So yeah. when we're looking at success, generally, we're looking for something that is tangible. We're looking for something that we can count. And it doesn't have to be money, but maybe it's how many books we sell or how many mm -hmm. paintings we sell or any kind of whatever medium that you're doing. Maybe it has its product related and also what we receive back from our product. But Joy and I think, I think that we have probably um, redefined what our initial idea of success mm -hmm. was to something a little bit less tangible and more experience-based as well. Yeah. I agree. And I shared with May about two specific and unexpected interactions that I've had recently that may not 
directly relate to my creativity, but they've brought opportunities that I actually consider to be success of a sort that was never on my mind when I set out on this journey and wrote out my success points way back when, right? Um, So I definitely feel like my shift in viewing success is an outpouring of this process of calibrating my creative purpose. It's really isolating and naming what's truly important. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so now that we've talked a good deal about the process of calibrating our creative purpose, how about a few practical steps that you can implement this week? Let's do it. (laughs) Well, first of all, do you have anything about your creative purpose written down? So that's step one. Like if you can have it in your head, but really whenever you take it out of your head and you translate it to your fingers and it's on a piece of paper somewhere, that's when you really start having momentum on things. So uh, if you do have something written down, pull those, or if you don't have anything written down, pull those things together. Uh, These can be um, biographies, taglines, uh, reasons why or purpose statements, affirmations that you like to remind yourself of all the time. If you have a business plan or even if you have just um, something, a nice quote or something like that, that you really want to hold on to as you're, as you're moving forward in your creative journey, those things are, are really good to put together in one place. Yeah, definitely. And maybe you, unlike me, already have something labeled an artist statement. (laughs) That absolutely counts. (laughs) Yeah. um, And that's something too, like I was very much like Joy. I have a tagline and I have a biography and all those things, but I have not pulled everything together to have one statement. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I'm working alongside Joy with. She's already finished hers. I'm next. So (laughs) so I'm working through this along with you guys. So, um, so all of these challenges that we're putting here today is something that I'm working through too. So secondly, now that you have all of those things put in one place, we want to read over these documents and we want to read over them again. We want to internalize them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You might want to make some notes. So when did you write these? Um, If it's been a while ago, you might want to take some time to reflect on what all has happened since then. So there might be some big life changes that have happened or world changes that have happened that have changed your point of view. And that happens too. Like the more that we learn, the more that we, uh, we grow and the wiser we get, right? Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. That's the goal. (laughs) So, um, so what have you learned in life and in your craft as well? Mm -hmm. Um, that might be different than when you originally created these pieces. So, Also, like, what else have you produced? Like, have you been practicing your craft and what have you learned from that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even the things that you've produced, it could be something completely different from what you set out a few years ago. It was interesting. I went back to my business plan and I noticed, Mm -hmm. like, all these plans that I had of projects I was going to work on, some of which I haven't. Or, like, some of them are completely gone or some of them just have been pushed off further. So Mm -hmm. that's an interesting thing, too, to note. I did the same thing last night. I was looking through some documents trying to to pull some things together, and I found um, – I'm not even going to tell you what the title was. It's too embarrassing. (laughs) Oh, you have to tell me one of these days. (laughs) I think it's, like, 15 years of freedom or something. (laughs) That's not horrible. (laughs) It was was definitely um, wishful and and, – 
goal oriented. But, uh, but yeah, I've saw some projects on there as well. And some of them are actually for field. I have not even touched this document. Mm. I don't even, I can't even remember when it was created, but, um, but some of the things we had actually done, you and I and, and myself mm-hmm. together, cause it had collaborative things and also individual mm-hmm. uh, creative aspects. But then there were some other things too, that did not, um, that, that just, I'd forgotten about even yeah. like, uh, or like you said, had been pushed to the background. Yeah. So it was oh. interesting to read that last night. <laughs> it really is such a neat process. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. yes, so once absolutely. you have got all of your stuff pulled together and you've read over it multiple times, you've asked some questions, taken some notes. Um, third, it's time to calibrate your purpose. So mark mm. on there what remains true. Then mark what needs to be tweaked slightly and then mark what is no longer accurate for you as a creative. Right. So fourth, let's make those changes. Do you need to write some new documents? (laughs) Are you just updating that existing document? Uh, Make sure that you have all the formats that you need, both public and private. So you want to use bios and taglines from your website. Um, social media pages, speaking introductions, and change everything to fit into this new, this new uh, joined-in, collab- uh, calibrated version of you as an artist. Um, and plus, you want your reasons why in your business statements to keep close by your workstation in case you need them in a pinch. Yeah, and that's super helpful. So taking these steps will pay off in big ways that you might not even expect. And with this, I think we're ready for this week's QWERTY challenge. <laughs> we sure are. Um, so you can probably guess what this week's challenge is going to be. <laughs> See how many of our four steps you can implement. If it takes you longer than a week, it's really okay. This is something that's really important. So um, seven days does not have to be your time one. Uh, your time investment will pay big, though. So whatever you do put into it is what you're going to get out of it. So here are those four steps. One more time. The first thing is to gather your creative statements. Secondly, read them and then reread them with your pen and paper in hand. Reflect on the changes that you've lived through uh, since you've written those statements. And then third, you're going to calibrate your purpose. You're going to mark up those statements with all of the new things, uh, the things that are going to be that are going to be more indicative to who you are as a creative. And fourth, you want to make those changes and make sure that you have all the statements that you need easily accessible for whenever opportunities arise for you, because we are sure they will. So taking these steps will open up more opportunities and help you answer further questions about creativity. In fact, talking about this episode's topic led us to our next several episodes. So we hope you'll join us as we chat about the following questions. Where is your place in the creative world? How can we bring authors and readers together? And where is your art's place in the world? And until then, have a great week. And go make something. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We hope this episode encouraged you. Like all creatives, we thrive on consumer recommendations. So please consider leaving us a review and sharing our podcast with your creative friends. 
If you'd like to continue this conversation, visit us on our website at QWERTYWritingLife.com or on Instagram at QWERTYWritingLife.